precarious stability of zero growth only by killing off its own members fast enough, lest it drown in its own poisons, commit suicide by total war, or stumble into some other form of the Malthusian final solution. But the human race has not, we think, increased to that monstrous figure because the base figure for the diaspora must not be thought of as seven billion, but rather as a few million at the opening of the era, plus the unnumbered, small but still growing hundreds of millions since, who have migrated from Earth and from its colony planets to still more distant places over the last two millennia. But we are no longer able to make a reasoned guess at the numbers of the human race, nor do we have even an approximate count of the colonized planets. The most we can say is that there must be in excess of 2,000 colonized planets, in excess of 500 billion people. The colonized planets may be twice that number. The human race could be four times that numerous, or more. So even the demographic aspects of historiography have become impossible. Data are out of date when we receive them, and always incomplete, yet so numerous and so varied in reliability that several hundred humans and computers on my staff keep busy trying to analyze, collate, interpolate, and extrapolate, and to weigh them against other data before incorporating them into the records. We attempt to maintain standards of 95% in probability of corrected data, 85% in pessimistic reliability. Our achievement is closer to 89% and 81%, and getting worse. Pioneers care little about sending records to the home office. They are busy staying alive, making babies, and killing off anything in their way. A colony is usually into its fourth generation before any data reach this office. Nor can it be otherwise. A colonist too interested in statistics becomes a statistic himself, as a corpse. I intend to migrate. Once I have done so, I won't care whether this office keeps track of me or not. I have stuck to this essentially useless work for almost a century, partly through inducements and partly through genetic disposition— I am a direct and reinforced descendant of Andrew Jackson's slipstick Libby himself. But I am descended also from the senior and have, I think, some of his restless nature. I want to follow the wild geese and see what is happening out there. Get married again. Leave a dozen descendants on a fresh, uncrowded planet. Then, possibly, move on. Once I have the senior's memoirs collated, the trustees can, in the senior's ancient idiom, Take this job and shove it. What sort of man is our senior, my ancestor and probably yours, and certainly the oldest living human being, the only man who has taken part in the entire pageant of the crisis of the human race and its surmounting of crisis through diaspora? For surmount it we have. Our race could now lose fifty planets, close ranks, and move on. Our gallant women could replace the casualties in a single generation. Not that it appears likely that this will happen. Thus far we have encountered not one race as mean, as nasty, as deadly as our own. A conservative extrapolation indicates that we will reach in numbers that preposterous figure given earlier in a few more generations, and move on out of this galaxy into others before we finish settling this one. Indeed, reports from farther out indicate that human intergalactic colony ships are already headed out into the endless deeps. These reports are not verified, but the most virile colonies are always a long way from the most populous centers. One may hope.
At best, history is hard to grasp. At worst, it is a lifeless collection of questionable records. It is most alive through the words of eyewitnesses, and we have but one witness whose life spans the twenty-three centuries of crisis and diaspora. The next oldest human being, whose age this office has been able to verify, is only a little over a thousand years old. Probability theory makes it possible that there is somewhere a person half again that age, but it is both mathematically and historically certain that there is no other human alive today who was born in the twentieth century. Note. When the Howard family seized the starship New Frontiers, only a few were more than a century and a quarter old. All of that few, save the senior, are dead, at times and places on record. I accept the strange and possibly mythical case of life in death of Elder Mary Sperling. Despite genetic advantage and access to the...